Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Heat Stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. Purina Animal Nutrition, where R&D meets ROI. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. Jorge Estrada, the Director of Nutrition at Carthage Veterinary Services. So, Dr. Estrada, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, thanks, Clayton. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, I'm originally from Colombia in South America. I've been here in the U.S. for several years now. came here in 2010 to start a grad school at the University of Illinois with Dr. Mike Ellis. Fortunate enough to work with him and, and with the group at the mashups, working a lot on, on, on nutrition, especially on applied nutrition and, and doing a lot of commercial research with them and have been, have been since then uh, linked with, with, with the swine, swine industry and, and working in, in uh, applied nutrition for, for several years now. So yeah, thanks for the invitation again. Yeah, and thank you for coming on the show as well. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. So let's talk about uh, some of the research that Carthage has done. I read about your team's study looking at feeding different levels of SID lysine and metabolizable energy and interactions. Would you mind telling us about that? Yeah, and as you're aware, Clayton, that's something that we in nutrition, we have to keep doing as, as we, you know, as, as we progress. Um, one of the things is that uh, we, especially in Carthage and even you know, in the US, we produce a lot of what we call maternal barrels. So maternal barrels are those uh, barrels or males uh, from those leaders of, uh, from multiplication farms. And those farms are the ones that are producing um, the, the replacement gills for, for the commercial sow farms. So, so out of those, you know, a, a rough estimate is that in the US we're producing around uh, 5 million uh, maternal barrels a year, so we of course want to understand, you know, how to feed them, um, um, and what can we do to do that. So, so uh, in collaboration with PAC, we carried out a trial, uh, or we have carried out several of them, but you know, the latest one, we kind of put some pieces together and, and finally trying to understand what is the response of those maternal barrels when they are fed different levels of lysine under different uh, levels of, of uh, energy. So trying to, trying to see if there is a different response when we do that combination, right? So a factorial arrangement of treatments is what we call. So, so with that said, if, if you want me, I'll, I'll dig in into, into a little bit of, of what we did there. You know, I mean, that, that trial uh, involved around, you know, 1,100 pigs. And then uh, basically it's a grow finish trial. So we didn't do by phase. We basically took the pigs at around 34, 34 kilograms and then have them on treatment throughout the study until marketing. So in this case, what we did is we have two different levels of lysine. One of them uh, was 93% of the PAC recommendation and the other one was 105%. 
that 93% that we put there was originally defined through several other trials that we have done with maternal barrels. And then we have identified that that's pretty close of what they need of what they do. Um, one of the one of the important things with maternal barrels is that they are a little bit harder to start, you know, at winning, and they also tend to have a little bit more problems with biases. You know, if 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 they if they don't have the right ventilation, maybe if they don't have the right nutrition. So with that said, you know, ninety three percent is a level that you know has been working for us well over the last couple of years. And then on top of that, as I mentioned, what we did is. Uh, we tried those two different levels of lysine uh, with two different levels of energy. So what we call a, a low energy diet, pretty low, uh, basically no fat, right? I mean, a coarse soybean and, um, and DDG diet. And then, uh, on, you know, for the higher level is what we pro potentially could call a summer diet, which is, you know, basically 4% higher energy compared to the to the to the low energy diet right so basically what we try to achieve is a hundred and thirty kilocals um, difference in metabolizable energy between those two levels right so low and high so as i mentioned you know fairly standard diets uh, we didn't have um so we kind of we kind of try to to do what we call this cost formulation so with that said we set our our levels of DDGs, but we left our, or we leave the, the soybean meal to go up and down according to the, to the lysine level that we were trying to reach. So a couple of interesting things that we, that we learned about this trial, right? I mean, of course, uh, we kind of, by this time, I mean, we already can almost predict the response of energy for most of, of our, our, our pigs, right? I mean, that's something that a lot of, of nutrition teams, a lot of research teams, they have devoted time to understand. And then um, what is a little bit harder to predict is what is, the, what is the effect of the energy in average daily gain. And that's something that we were interested to, to learn with this trial. Because uh, what we did is we fed these pigs. I mean, if we think about the, the finishing phase, so between, you know, when we talk about, you know, 80 kilograms to 130 kilograms, I mean, those pigs were around uh, summertime, right? I mean, June, July time. So we, they have that challenge at the barn. So we wanted to understand not just if there was an interaction in lysine and energy, but also see if those, it will have a response an average daily gain. So what I can tell you is that at least for this trial, um, early on we saw um, a small response in average daily gain. When I say early on, is you know those pigs between 35 and 50 kilograms, we saw a response in average daily gain when we fed them a little bit higher lysine, but we didn't see any any other response right on from the from the lysine standpoint. Um, similarly, with the with the energy level in this case, those pigs um, they really didn't have a great response on average daily gain. So we increased the energy, but basically very very small response. Uh, and when we look at the overall period, basically there is no response to average daily gain. So so that was fairly interesting. We didn't have you know when we go from you know 35 kilograms to market, those pigs didn't have any any improvement in average daily gain, either if we increase the lysine 
or if we increase the, the, the energy for this experiment. So going, going into, the, into the intake of the animal, which is one of the things that we can modulate or change when we change the energy level in the diet, we had a, a good response there. You know, I mean, if, if you look at the pigs throughout the phases, um, basically, as I mentioned at the beginning, we increased the energy compared to the low energy diet. We increased that about 4%. And that was about the same response that we got in average daily feed intake. So when you look at the, at the high energy diet compared to the low energy diet, those pigs, in the high energy diet, basically consume per four percent less feed compared to those feed uh, those pigs fed with the with the um, low energy diet, right? So so that's uh, that that was pretty interesting then. And then the other part that is important, Clayton, to understand when we're thinking about feeding pigs and energy strategies is that the response of energy changes according to the to the growth phase of the pig. In this case, we couldn't measure that accurately because remember, we fed the pigs from 35 kilograms to market, but what we did is for, for each of those phases, we will be measuring, you know, how that pig grew, grew from, you know, 35 kilograms to, for example, 50 kilograms, then to 35 kilograms to 75 kilograms. And as you progress in the growth curve of those pigs, they actually have a better response to increase in energy. Basically, what I'm trying to say, basically heavier pigs will have a better response. That could be due to the restriction of the animal, you know, floor space, feeder space, something like that, right? Because interestingly enough, I mean, if you think about it, so basically at the beginning of the trial, we were getting a, an improvement in feed efficiency of about 4%. By the end of the trial, if we think about that phase from 35 kilograms to 124 kilograms, which is right before the start marketing those pigs, um, basically we had a, a response of 4% at the beginning. And then at the end, we were having a response of about 5%, right? So, so greater response compared to the improvement or increase um, in, um, in energy. We didn't get any response on the on the lysine in, increase, right? I mean, so basically, we increased the lysine in the diet, and we didn't have any response on the on on the feed efficiency of these pigs, or we didn't have any interaction either. So when we look at the overall period, you know, and, and this is interesting because I, as I just mentioned, you know, when you have those pigs up to 124 kilograms, you have a pretty good response in in that feed conversion, right? However, uh, when we look at the overall period, you know, from 35 kilograms to, to 133 kilograms end of, end, of, end of harvest, those pigs actually had a response of about 3.7% improvement in feed efficiency, right, compared to the 4% that we designed the trial to. So what that is telling us is, yeah, I mean, up to that point when those pigs are restricted in, in a space or maybe feeder space, um, up to that point you are getting a greater response to energy, but then later on during the harvest you might lose a little bit of that, right? Just because of, of, of the harvest strategy that we carried out at, at the commercial barns here in the U.S. 
So finally, um, one of one of the things that we also uh, we put a lot of emphasis on what we what is called there, you know, the lysine efficiency, right? So lysine efficiency is, is one of those things that um, it it helps us to to understand how many grams of of lysine is that pig eating um, per each of those kilograms that they are putting. So in this case, our our lysine efficiency for the lower lysine level, 93% of, of the curve was around 21 grams per kilogram of gain. So that's telling us that those pigs are, you know, are right where, where we need them to be, right? If, if you read a lot of literature out there, you know, most of the lysine efficiency should be around 19 to 20 grams of lysine. So when we overfeed those pigs with 105% of their requirement, that lysine was, you know, 23, 23 grams per kilogram. So, you know, that's telling us that is, there is some inefficiency going on. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Healthy farms by Bioverse, your manure management experts. Contact us for time and labor-saving solutions. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Novus International, Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. So that's that's basically it. So in, in a general, in a, in a nutshell, you know, what, what we found with this experiment in, in maternal barrels is that increasing the lysine did not result in better performance, really, overall. So we didn't see an impact on, on that, even when we changed the, the energy. Uh, increasing the energy definitely uh, resulted in, in better efficiency, but did not improve the average daily gain in this case, even during the summer time. So, and this was a result of, of decreasing the average daily feed intake, right? So, so and as, as, as I mentioned, you know, increasing that lysine uh, in the diet resulted in, in poorer lysine conversion, right? So if, 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 if our target should be around those 20, 20 grams of lysine per kilogram of gain, so we should be looking in this case, at least for these conditions, uh, 93% of the of the curve looks to, to be getting us there. So, Lifestart Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Learn more at lifestartswine.com. Trow Nutrition, creating a brighter future from planet to plate. Achieving optimal swine health and nutrition is the key to optimizing profitability. But where do you start? Kemen Animal Nutrition and Health offers comprehensive solutions that help you maintain feed quality, improve intestinal health, optimize nutrition, and control pathogens. Learn more at kemen.com forward slash swine. Gotcha. So yeah, when I was reading the materials and methods and the title, and I've read, of course, some of these types of studies before, I think most of the time, though, it's probably not as close from what I've seen in the past of a difference between like the low energy, low lysine to the high energy, high lysine. I think I expected the high one to do at least a little bit better than what it did. But would it be safe to say then with how um, close these were that the low energy, lower lysine around that 93% uh, lysine had the best like income over feed costs for the maternal barrows due to the lower feed costs? 
No, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good question. And in a general sense, uh, you will be tempted to, to say yes. Um, the thing that we'll have to consider there um, is that uh, during the summertime, still, I mean, if, uh, as I mentioned, we didn't get any average daily gain improvement, but definitely um, those peaks grow slower in a general sense. So, so it will depend on what's the cost of of the of of the carcass. You know, what's the what's the price of the carcass at the time you're you're running your your return of investment. But in a general sense, yeah, low low energy and and ninety three percent of 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 lysine looks to looks to to have the better uh, income over feed in this case, at least for this experiment. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I think that's all we have time for. So uh, I want to thank you today for coming on the show and sharing this study with us. And everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition-related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.